What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the PB&J. It's been a little while. That's okay. We talked about it in the last couple episodes. A lot of life going on. A lot of here recently. Cody and I have both been to the doctor a little bit, so you know, even more life added in there. So, just on top of that, moving forward, but we're into the second week of the NCAA tournament. We've got a little diamond action going in spring training, and season starts in two weeks. We've got NASCAR back. Well, I mean, hockey's wide open. Spring football has started up, so we have got a lot of different things going on, and uh, we got a lot to talk about. And with that said, I'm going to bring in my co-host, Cody Kirk. What's up, Mr. Uh, Goal 60? How are you, pal? Doing well, man. Doing well. It's a great week. Everything, the weather, once it's you know cleared out from yesterday, today it was really nice. It's supposed to be great this weekend. What can you complain about, really? I can complain about a lot if you know me. So, <laughs> I can complain about a lot of stuff as far as sports go. I mean, we don't even want to talk about the Alabama debacle that was the, the season of 2021-2022, so we won't. But uh, if you want to jump in a little bit to you know that first weekend and just how awesome that weekend is in general of March Madness. It's just nuts because, I mean – you know, third. I don't know how you feel. Saturday and Sunday do not stack up to me like Thursday, Friday. Thursday, Friday is just like boom, boom, boom. You're watching. You know, you've you've got four channels going at one time. You've got um, keeping up with who's about to get upset. You, you know, you're staggered on the game, so you may be. You got your sharpies out and your highlighters. It's your ridiculous. Fitness. It's so awesome. I mean, the, those are the two best days of college sports back-to-back in, in the whole calendar. I By mean, far. I'm not even a huge basketball guy, and I love those two days. I would just like to go to Vegas and <laughs> be out there during that time and just play some you know, live bets the whole time on 32 games over two days. Okay, so do you, have you seen the new Circa Sportsbook? Have you seen that floating around? They're kind of like the new, the big one now. They, they, they no. Well, so Circa is a brand new, like I said, brand new casino, brand new sportsbook that opened up last year. And it's, been, it's being ran by really good guys who have been around this thing for a long time. But yeah. the cool thing I want to mention is on their roof, they have the world's largest screen. In a pool, they have this stadium. They call it the stadium pool. It's literally a pool that goes up like terrace rows, and then you have the world's largest screen in front of you. So they had every think about like ten to fifteen jumbotrons stacked on top of each other with college basketball while you're in the pool watching the games last Thursday, Friday. That's very dangerous, especially if you don't have any sunscreen on. <laughs> very, very dangerous. You would never leave for you know. The game started at 11, and they wouldn't end until 1 o'clock at night. So. I will say this, that I saw pictures of it. It looked really neat, except the fact that there may have been one or two females in the entire thing. <laughs> there was a bunch of guys standing there drinking and watching the college sports. I mean, you know, maybe – not the best place to go if you're a single dude at that moment. But I'm telling you, it's really cool. It would, the Super Bowl looked really cool there because it's Vegas, man. There's like 
It's Vegas, baby. It's not cold. You're in the pool in March because it's you know already what ninety degrees at least. Probably, yeah. So it's it's like summer year round. It's just you get to the middle of our summer and it becomes you know did, did like a fire. Were you following Jim Dunaway's trip to Vegas? I did not. I did not follow that. I don't know if you heard what happened. No. He missed. And so he put out a tweet. He said, okay, here's my games. So if if you would have faded him, you would have hit a 13-team parlay. Oh, my God. Because he missed 13 games in a row. That a boy. And just imagine if you hit a 13-team parlay. I don't even know if they allow you to do that. Oh, they will. But my God, payout on that would have been astronomical. And somebody was like, they said, I'm kicking myself because I really wanted to do this. I just forgot he, because he put out every pick. And this guy uh, said, I, I just wanted to do it, but I just forgot to do it. And he said, now I'm kicking myself because I would have loaded up. <laughs> you could have definitely did big with that. But So, so who do you think is going to come out of – uh, you know, this weekend, you know, getting into the final four. Oh, the final four. So, so what you've seen a lot of is your some of your higher seeds have not really played that well yet. So, I actually expect some of them to bounce back. I think Arkansas is going to play a lot better, which they're taking on Gonzaga, right? So, yeah. that should be a really good game, I hope. And then down Texas in Duke, yeah, Texas Tech Duke is or, um, Texas. Is it Texas Tech and Duke, you said? Yeah, Texas Tech. Yeah, and- yeah. yeah, those two, that should be a good game. Uh, I think Kansas has got the best route. So, I think Kansas is definitely going. I think Arizona is another team that should just take care of business, but I could be way wrong on that. I don't know. Who you think? I actually think Purdue has the best route. They, yeah. They've got St. Peter's and then the winner of North Carolina and UCLA. Okay. So, I mean, you know, I was, I was thinking – before Brady Manick got kicked out of the game against Baylor, North Carolina looked like the best team in the tournament to me. Yeah. I mean, they just absolutely obliterated Marquette, and then they were beating Baylor by 25. So if you take out Brady Manick getting kicked out of the game, I mean, their plus minus in this tournament is like 60 when he's in there. Mm-hmm. I like so, it. Uh, but I think Purdue – I think uh, Gonzaga. I, I have Arizona winning it all before I had Arizona over Kentucky. Let's talk about Kentucky. Is that not ridiculous to lose <laughs> to St. Peter? It's like one of the biggest upsets in college basketball history. You just hate to see it. You just hate to see it, man. You hate to see it. But I'm telling you, somebody that's kind of looked really good throughout that first week, was Villanova. I thought they played really well. They, they could be a dangerous team. But, again, you've got Villanova playing Michigan, and Michigan was a Final Four team last year. So, they've got experience on that team. And, you know, that's just – that's something you can't make up when you have Final Four experience on the team. Right. You can't. And the thing about it is, like, it's Final Four experience. And, like you said, Villanova – has got a coach who's obviously yeah. very experienced and won a national championship and all. So it's that should be a heavyweight battle. 
You know? Yeah, he's won he's won two national championships. Two championships, that's right. He's he's in that rare air of multiple championships. I mean, it's it's hard enough to get one in any sport, much less college basketball. But once you're getting into multiples, you know, you're talking uh, rare air to be in. Right. And then that, like you, like I, I kind of agree with you now. Looking back at it, you know. Kansas probably Kansas probably does have the easy easy easiest route. Uh, Iowa State, Miami. If I'm Kansas, they don't really yeah. that much. So, yeah. you know, I think they're going to handle business. But I think this week, like I said, that your top seeds are going to play better. You're going to see a lot more. It's kind of like a wake up. You know, some of them, you know, they didn't have to take buzzer beaters and all. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying. Some of them kind of limped through the first two weeks and avoided getting upset. And now you're, I think you're going to see this last three days where they've had a chance to kind of recoup and uh, watch their film and really get a good practice in or so that they're going to come out and play a lot harder. So I think some of your top seeds are actually going to show up this week versus where they didn't last week. Yeah. So and, and one more thing, and then we can move on to baseball. But – I really think Houston's got a good chance at beating Arizona. That uh, they're going to be the most physical and athletic team Arizona's faced all year. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they they took Alabama to the extreme wire in Tuscaloosa and uh, lost on a no goaltending call. So I mean, they are extremely talented. I think they've only had five losses this year. They're out their best player, but. He, they've adjusted without him. I mean, he's they've basically been without him for uh, the last four or five weeks. So, uh, I don't think that should be an issue. Yeah, totally agree. So, Cody, that does wrap up college basketball. But before we get into baseball, we have an announcement. We, we have something huge. Huge for us. It's just, I mean, God, Cody, how many people have I reached out to and just asked if they wanted to – even give us a shot. And honestly, some of them didn't even answer back. I, I, I mean, would say 70% of them didn't even respond. At least 70%. The other, you know, we may be batting one in a thousand, one in a hundred because the other 29 maybe said something back and just didn't really follow through or said, hey, you're, you're too small or whatever. Yeah. Your podcast. But we have something to say. We have found somebody who believes in us, is going to give us a chance, and is wanting to partner up with the PBJ, and that is Underdog Fantasy Sports. So we've got a new sponsor. I'm pumped about it. Cody's pumped about it. It's a great opportunity for us. It's a sponsor that not only believes in our product and what we're putting out there and and told me flat out they enjoyed it, but also – is along with sports. It's not like just a just something in the, in the air. This is actually something that goes along with what we're doing. Right. So, it's not Clorox bleach. You know? Right. We're not it just getting sense. something. It makes sense for what we're doing. And and I'm really pumped about it, like I said. And so if you want to dig into underdog sports as a daily fantasy sports, it's I know the thing has come up. Even Cody asked me at first, you know, is this even legal in our state? Yes, it is, 100%. This is not gambling. This is literally, you know, just like DraftKings or FanDuel or, you know, Yahoo Fantasy Sports. You can go on. You can do any sport. You can do basketball, baseball, football. 
They're even trying to get NASCAR. They have really cool um, ideas. Like one of the things you can do is you can do a pick them where you go in and you literally just say, okay, this person is going to go over under this stat, right? So, you know, in basketball, it may be somebody with assist. You say they're going to have more, you know, over under seven and a half assist, things like that. So really cool uh, ways to play. You can play all the way down to a dollar into a league. You can uh, get paid out parlay odds. And I, I know I said it wasn't gambling, but they pay out parlay odds on some of these pickums, And it's just really fun. And so check them out. Go, you know, try their product out. For You can put in 20 bucks, and you can help the PBJ by doing so. I'm going to put the link in the description. I'm going to put the link. You'll probably see me tweet it out a couple times here and there. Same. But – absolutely and when you go to sign up when it asks you for a code it's three characters guys three letters whatever you want to call it pbj that's all you have to do and here's the thing we have the ability especially when football season gets here to actually run private groups so we can actually do a private draft with our listeners so if we have some folks who want to jump in and have a contest with us we can do so we can do that with you guys. You'll lose, it's, but you can do it. Absolutely. You know, I fully expect for me to finish either uh, first or last, right? Ricky Bobby. Yeah. I mean, it's going to happen. So, like I said, Underdog Fantasy Sports, I'm going to put a link out there in our description. I'm going to tweet it out a little bit. The code is PBJ. Simple. PBJ. That's all you have to do to support our podcast and to support this company who has – taking a leap of faith in us so try it out jump out there and let's go let's go yes i mean we're we're so excited clay has been the catalyst and trying to get us a sponsor uh my kind of i guess cup of tea is trying to find us guests but uh, we've been so busy lately but i think we struck gold with this one and uh we're we're honored to be a part of something great so absolutely so guys like i said if you just want to support our podcast just twenty dollars you can go on there and put 20 bucks in play you know until that money's gone and that's cool or you can reload or whatever you want to do or hit it big do it big put that 20 bucks in support your podcast and take home that bank right take home that bag of money make pb and j as as big as possible i mean exactly I mean, we, I feel like we do a, a, a really good job now, but you just never know what, what a, uh, support and backing and something like this can do for something. So, Exactly. Um, and I can tell you guys that I've been using this app for a year. That's why I even reached out to them. You know, I've, I found them last year. I started playing it. I've played it so much over the past year and finally – Back, what, Cody, a month, month and a half ago, I reached out to him. I said, hey, do you want to, you know, take a chance and partner with the PBJ? Within a day, I got a response back with a, you know, a lead and a guy who contacted us. We set up a meeting. He was all about it. He listened to our podcast, loved what we were doing. Asked us, (laughs) one of the funniest things, he asked us a ton of questions about what it's like to pull for a team where, you know, (laughs) with so many national championships and things. So it was a fun interview and process. Go support them guys, because if you support them, 
they're supporting us. So just do it. Do it for us. It's a great way to have a little fun and at the same time Help support your support your pals and have a good time. Again, underdog fantasy sports code PBJ. That simple. All right, Cody. So let's moving on from that segment, a full segment of talking about a sponsorship that we're really pumped about. And we'll get into some uh, some diamond here. How about that? So we finally got our season back. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I don't know how you felt about it. I was so down on it. Of course, I kept up with it every day, trying to get updates. You know, I missed baseball. And it just felt like they wouldn't go anywhere. It, it honestly felt like the owners would move a little bit and the, the players were just like, no, they wouldn't take anything. And – how it got done a week later after the real deadline, I'll never know because even during that week, they didn't meet. They didn't do anything hardly. And I just – I was so down on it. I didn't think we were going to have it until – I honestly felt like we'd have a season, but I didn't think it was going to start before June. Yeah, I was thinking maybe 15 days before the All-Star break. Yeah. Yeah. And at that point, why even have one? I mean – Right. Like, it's – like to me, baseball is really we've talked about this at nauseum, but it's really the only sport that where numbers matter so much, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, not many people can name how many, uh, you know, touchdown passes Tom Brady threw in 2008 or 2009, but you know, everybody knows about Bonds hitting Harris. You know, getting 60, 61 homer eight season with McGuire and Sosa. I mean, baseball is just all about numbers. So I was, man, 162 games is, is kind of where it's at and where it needs to be. That's right. And you're, you hit it nail on the head. We need a long season. This, you know, some sports don't need a long season. You know, we, lo- we love football, but honestly, if it was, you know, say 25 games, by the time you got through all the injuries, you wouldn't have a season, right? You'd be down to who can survive. Well, yeah. baseball is different. Baseball is is not like that. You need those games. You need repetition. You need long series to get through and really find the cream as it rises to the top. Mm-hmm. But there are some good things that came out of this. My favorite thing, probably of all, is that starting next season, not this season, because, of course, it was on short time frame, but starting next season, every team will play every team. It's a round-robin season, which I, I love. I mean, we play 162 games. What better way to find out who really needs to be in the playoffs than to play every single team in the league? Yeah, I love that. I mean, I, I get tired of the whole pod scheduling. Yes. It, it's so annoying. I mean uh, – I feel like the fans should be able to see, you know, the Braves and, um, you know, the Braves and the White Sox every year or, you know, the Braves and the Tigers every year. You know, teams that we we don't ever really see us play that much. I mean, uh, I mean, we always play the Yankees, always play the Red Sox, but always play the Devil Rays or the Rays. And uh, so, you know, just – get us out there and, and and really it just broadens the game and it makes everything better. I mean, it just makes, you know, because sometimes you're like, oh, 
man, I like watching so-and-so play for the Texas Rangers. So now you you tune into a Rangers game every now and then that maybe you wouldn't have if your team didn't play them. That's right. And another thing, what you get with baseball, probably, I mean, I'd be willing to say probably more than any other sport is displaced fans, right? So you, yeah. you, you get guys up in Seattle who are Braves fans, okay? Or you get, you know, somebody from New York who had to move out to Colorado to be for work. And they don't ever get to see the team. But now they're at least going to have a shot to go and watch the game. They're at least going to have a shot to go watch their team close to them. No matter where they're at, they can at least make an attempt to go see their team. And I love that. I think that's a great way to do it. I'm interested to see how they're going to do the scheduling. I wonder if it's going to be, you know, AL East versus AL Central every, you know, this particular weekend versus yada, yada. I I don't know how they're going to set that up, but – I think yeah. it's awesome. I'm sure they'll go back and revert to some interleague play uh, format that they used to do. Yeah. I mean, they've already kind of sprinkled in interleague play every weekend anyway. So, you know. And uh, what it does is it opens up an opportunity for two more teams. Which I think is obviously, to me, going to be in Vegas and Nashville. Yep. Um, uh Totally agree with you. Las Vegas, you know, used to have that stigma of it's gambling and we don't want that part of our sport, blah, blah, blah. They finally figured out, opened up their eyes. That's part of it. That's part of why people watch it. That's why you have ratings in other parts of the country when you've got certain teams playing, whatever. So they're definitely going to get one. They're, they're selling out, you know, their, their hockey team, their, uh, even the NBA when they do their summer league, their sells out, they're, uh, the NFL team, Pac-12 tournament. If it's ever there, the Mountain West, it all sells out. They know they've got everybody. I mean, think about it. It's like going on vacation and being able to watch some sports while you're on vacation. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Uh, you know, you're just like, oh, you know, let, let's go to Vegas and do the whole gambling thing. But then you're like, oh, but we actually we get to watch the the Raiders play the Patriots. That's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Right. We can go right down the street and watch a NFL game that we used to not have that opportunity. Right. And then you look at Nashville, like you said, Nashville is, I, I mean, it's growing. It's crazy. I think it's the fastest growing city in the country. I may be wrong about that, but I think it's, I, I think it's you're up right. there. It's, I think you're right. And if it's the fastest growing city in the country, well, you're obviously getting people from all over. Here's an opportunity to have a team brand new team for a, a you know vastly growing population that can come in and you know you're going to sell it out because these people are looking for you know new allegiances or whatever and here we go so I mean, let's just take Nashville the last 20 years i mean the titans pretty much sell out every game now the predators probably have a top 3 atmosphere in in the nhl and the the nashville soccer team is absolutely like killing the attendance rating, you know, the rankings. Right. So, I mean, Nashville is just sports hungry. So, it's it's absolutely a perfect place for everybody to uh, to have, land. Have the Nashville Sounds, and and they they fill up a lot of games. Yeah, and they're a Triple A, right? Yeah, and they're a minor league team. And yeah. Nashville's just one of those great cities uh, that you know 
just supports the heck out of everything that that city does. Yeah, if you can sell out a Jason Aldean concert, you can sell out a, a baseball stadium. Correct. That's just the way it is. <laughs> yeah, so, you're not lying. So, Cody, I mean, we're two weeks out from – we're 15 days away from the start of the season, the official opening day. Um, kind of, you know, let's go – do you want to run down each division and just kind of look at who we think is going to have a shot? Yeah, I mean, we can – if you want to, we can just go uh, winners of each division and then uh, end up how we usually do and World Series matchup and who who we playing. So. All right, sounds good to me. Let's do it. So let's start off with the AL. Yeah, you go because, first. All right, so let's start off. Let's go east to west. The very first one is AL East. I honestly think the winner is going to be the Blue Jays. And I know that's the chalky side. I know a lot of people are already on that. And what do we usually get? The highest, you know, team that everybody thinks is going to do it doesn't. Man, they've got such good young yep. talent. Yeah, man, they are—they're uh, basically, you know, they're everybody's great athletic son plays on that team. So, <laughs> right. I so, mean, I don't know how you don't pick the Blue Jays. Uh, you know, there's some good pitching, and you know, in New York and in Boston. And obviously the Rays. I mean, it it might be the best division in baseball. What do you think? It's pretty tough. And when you have a uh, organization like the Yankees with their payroll, and they're honestly expected to finish like fourth, that tells you how deep that division is. I mean, you, I mean you've got to basically win what eighty five, ninety percent of your games against the Orioles to have a shot. Yeah, I mean, last year just in the uh, all right, so last year the Rays finished with 100 wins. Boston finished with 92. New York finished with 92. And Toronto finished with 91. That's got to be a record all time. I mean, that's crazy. Now, of course, Baltimore, you know, they finished with 52 games. It's we Everybody knows that they're terrible. They're not planning on getting any better. I saw a stat the other day where their payroll this year is $30 million total. Is that good? I mean, I would love to have $30 million, but that's their entire payroll. That, it, uh, it, that's three days for Acuna and Ozzy. Yeah. And, you know, the Dodgers have a $290 million payroll. So that shows you the difference there. But what I'm saying is you still have to play the other three teams. Yeah, you get the Orioles 19 times or whatever it is a season. Okay, you still have to play the other three. And they finish with that many wins. It shows you really the depth there. And how good it can be. I just – and we're both saying the Blue Jays. So, everybody go put your money on the Devil Rays because we know they're going to be solid and they're going to be there at the end of the year. <laughs> so, let's see what they can do. And All right. I think we're breaking the record for calling them the Devil Rays tonight. Well, they're always going to be the Devil Rays to me. That's like, just tough. I, I always love the Devil Rays. I thought that was so- – Have I- you seen the stat, though? A guy broke it down. Uh, you know, organization when they recall the Devil Rays, they had like a, I think it was like four ninety win percentage, and then the year they changed over to just being the Rays all the way till present, it's like a five ninety. It was like a full percentage point up. Yeah, I mean it was ridiculous how much they have started winning since they changed to the Rays. They did take Satan out of it, and you just you move up. Nobody likes the Devil. No. So, 
All right, so moving on to the AL Central. Central. This is a, uh, a division that, you know, everybody has picked the White Sox for so many years. They finally got something going last year, won the division, didn't make it far in the playoffs. But uh, they come back. They've got a ton of young talent. They've got a local, you know, hero from right here in Tuscaloosa. And um, let's see what they can do. Who, who do you think is going to win the AL Central? I got the White Sox. I had them last year, and I, I'm not changing Yeah, I, I just think they're they're too good. Last year, their differential on uh, runs allowed versus runs scored, plus 160. Second, every other team in the division was in the negative. So it shows you their offensive output. You know, they they actually underachieved on their expected win loss compared to their um, differential. And that to me just says one thing. They can only get better. And I, I think I hope the Guardians lose every game. I just cannot get used to that. You know, I put together spreadsheets, I think I've mentioned on here for, you know, predicting baseball games or whatnot. And I still put in the Indians. I still cannot get it through my head that they're the Guardians. I will. I hope they never win a game. I'll be for the Yankees. I'll be for the Red Sox. Even your Dodgers. I'll be for the Dodgers over the Guardians. <laughs> so let's just move on from the AL Central before we get too heated. And let's move on to a uh, division where I think we're going to have a new crown. And that is the AL West. I'm taking the Mariners this year. The Mariners are going after it, Cody. The A's are selling everything. I think they sold their uh, pretzel vendor last week, okay? They're, the Angels, for whatever reason, have a stacked team. Just cannot get it done. I don't understand. They just cannot get it done. The Rangers went ahead this year and started really putting together some money, but I think they're a year away from really doing anything big. Of course, the Astros are always going to be the Astros. They seem to win a ton of games, no matter how they get it done, whether it's be hitting on a garbage can or just going out and playing baseball. But this year is going to be the year that the longest playoff drought streak is broken and the Mariners go to the playoffs. They go to the playoffs. So you're you're saying they win it. They win the division. That's correct. Holy, calling it right now. I'm. I went with them last year, and I got bit me. But I, I'm going with the Angels again. Eventually, it has to play. It has to. Has to happen, or this is going to be one of those thirty for thirty. You've got Hall of Famer. Even just get to the playoffs. Dude, what what Shoei Otani can do, I think you guys that have listened to this for a long time know I'm a huge fan of Shoei. What he does and Mike Trout, Rendon's on that team, like there's no reason they can't get to the playoffs. Just get in a wild card spot. There's no reason they can't get there. It's, there's, they're one of the weirdest organizations ever. I mean, they had that one crazy year where they beat the Giants. But, I mean, other than that, like, man, the, the Angels have a really good lineup from, you know, maybe spot one to six, but why can't they get done? Uh, they've always had – I feel like they've had big-name relievers. I feel like they've had, you know, really good starting pitcher every now and then. They, they got it going. I'm picking the Angels until they they win it. I mean, they're, I'm going to be like uh, Chris Berman always picking the Bills uh, to – to win the Super Bowl every year. 
And yeah. Close, yeah. Four times. He was really close. He circled he really those close. wagons. So I'm circling the wagons with the angels. You know, I've got a really good friend of mine who is a who lives in Texas and is a big Rangers fan. And I know he's pumped about what they've done this all season. They've really pushed hard, right? I mean, they've they've really made a, a, a valuable valuable huh, valuable attempt. <laughs> and but I just feel like they're just a year away. I, I think, think one more year. Turns away. I, I yeah. think doing what the Mariners have been doing for three years. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the Mariners are going to be the one. I just and I think you're right, Clay. But I we just kept picking the same team, and I've also like well, I've got to pick the Angels because I did it last year. So oh yeah, well I mean you know Seattle though is just what if you look back on what they've done in, in free agency, dude they went out and picked up Robbie Ray who had the best year of his career last year with the Blue Jays. They took he was their ace last year, yep. and reminds me of it kind of reminds me of how uh the rays are kind of going about stuff you know just putting a good solid group of guys together yeah and then i mean like they went out and got a veteran reliever today um they've they're i mean robbie ray right here i'm looking at their website is the opening day starter like he's they went out and got their guy and honestly he was a guy that in and Arizona couldn't do hardly anything. And, of course, nobody can pitch in Arizona because it's – I mean, that weather out there just allows the ball to fly. So, if they ever get a piece of the ball, it's going – it's gone. You know, like it's – every pitcher's going to look terrible. Yeah. But they just went out and they've had a huge uh, two-week offseason because everybody's been in the last two weeks. Nobody's been able to really do a lot. And I just like the moves that they made. They made a lot of free agent moves. They went and pretty much cherry-picked the uh, Cincinnati Reds. And now they're going to head into the season with, you know, they the Mariners for the last, what, four years have started out every year just like gangbusters and have had a really good team. And then they just tail off in July and just cannot make the playoffs. Yeah. And uh, we'll see if they can keep it going this year. I hope they can. I'm pulling for them. They have one of the coolest stadiums in the country. It's really neat. Everybody should try it and look it up. So let's head over to – I'm actually going to – you know, we're going to save our NL, NL teams last. So let's go to the NL Central where we don't have a team that we even care about there. So I, what I, do you think about the NL Central? I just – I don't want to go chalk, but i got to go Milwaukee. Uh, Going back to Milwaukee. I still think they're – I think I picked them last year maybe. Uh, No, I think I picked the Cardinals. Uh, But regardless, I think the Brewers are the best team. I still think they have the most talent on the roster. And, you know, Chicago had that one year where they were really good. But since then, it's almost like they've been complacent and they don't really care. Uh, So, I just kind of feel like this is maybe Milwaukee's year to – at least advance to the uh, NLCS. Well, I'm going to go with the team that came in second last year, made it to the wild card, but uh, finished five wins behind them. And uh, is one of Clack's, I think, four or five teams that he pulls for, and that is the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, I think the Cardinals are stacked. I think that they're hitting, you know, at least their lineup looks really good. Uh, of course, Nolan Arenado and, and 
what he brings to the table. I think today he hit a home run at spring training that went at least 17 miles. <laughs> um, the dude can just swing a freaking bat. And I, I just think that he's going to lead them to at least a shot at taking over Milwaukee. So I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Okay. Well, all right. That's two different in a row. So let's go to the NL West because I think that, uh, and this may just be completely my bias, but I don't think San Francisco can keep it going. And I don't see any other team in that division that will really push the Dodgers with that lineup. So I'm going to go ahead and take my Dodgers to win that division. Yeah, I, I mean, the Rockies and the, the Diamondbacks itself, those two teams are at least 12 to 15 wins each for the Dodgers. So, so we mentioned earlier with AL East about it had to have been like a record breaker. It had to have broke some kind of record last year with San Francisco finishing first at 107 and the Dodgers finishing second in the division with 106 wins, right? I mean, that has any two uh, teams out of the same division ever won that many combined games? That's a lot. There, there's no way. The The only other years that could possibly be it would be maybe some of those Yankees, Red Sox. But I know the – you know, the, I think the best – Yankees team may have had like 108 and then that's when the Red Sox weren't that great so that has to be a record too probably last year there were three teams that had over 100 wins one was the Rays exactly on 100 the other two were San Francisco and LA in the same division I mean that has to say something so I think the Dodgers are going to take it do you think anybody can even I just San Francisco had a great year, and nobody expected them to do it the entire year. They consistently outperformed. I mean, right here they had a plus two hundred and ten differential, plus two ten on runs scored versus runs allowed. I mean, that is unheard of, and that's kind of yeah. hard to sustain whenever you're dealing with that roster. I'm sure, to, uh, pretty sure that you and I picked. San Francisco maybe third or fourth last year? Oh, no doubt. I mean, it, they're – Rockies second maybe. Yeah, and they've they've lost a couple guys. I just think that San Francisco is going downhill. Speaking of the Rockies, what are they doing? Man, signing Bryant to that kind of contract just doesn't make any sense. And I know they threw a lot of money at Trevor Story, but – how can you not? And he tried, I think he took less money to go to Boston. But at the same time, Chris Bryant? Really? The Rockies are one of those franchises that they're kind of like the Marlins. You know, they'll have one really incredible season every eight years. Yeah. You know, they'll make the World Series and lose. Yeah. And, uh, I, well, I can't take that back. The Marlins, the Marlins, okay, Siri's talking to us. I'm sorry. <laughs> The Marlins will win it when they get there, but the Rockies are kind of like the Buffalo Bills. When they get there, they're going to lose. Uh, yeah, and Todd Helton is not walking through that door anytime soon. He is certainly not walking through any door. Uh, as far as – let's go to what I believe – I really – I know we said about the AL East. I may lean a little more to the NL East and what I think is going to be the most competitive – Lee in this entire MLB. And I think that's the NL East. I think that Atlanta, of course, coming off the championship with what they've got, young, young talent, and they had an absolute steal in Matt Olson. 
I think that the Phillies are going to have a little bit better year. They were kind of underachieved last year, still finished second. The Mets, my God, Jacob DeGrom and Max Serger, should I say more? Like, they just – that should be two guaranteed wins every rotation. So, if you take – that should be 40% of your season guaranteed wins right now just by them two starting. I mean, that's just guaranteed. That like, that means that 60% of your season, if you just take home half of those, you have literally, literally won 70% of your games. Sir, can I tell you something, though? What? They will not do that. <laughs> no, there's no way. I'm just saying like that. Will... I'm just saying it's the Mets. I mean, Dude, for so many years, they the... have not been able to back up Jacob DeGrom. It's the Mets. I, until they're kind of like the Angels with me. Uh, until they do it, I'm just not going to believe it. I mean, I don't want to – I'm never going to wish injuries. But I've just got a weird, strange feeling that something happens to DeGrom or Scherzer. Like, that's just how the Mets luck go, goes. I mean, that's just how – that's how it is in New York. I mean, they they are snake-bitten. Uh you know, and that uh, they've always played second fiddle to the Yankees, but I mean, I just don't see how they're going to do it. I mean, I don't. Who do they have? You know, that can maybe, you know, bat three fifty or three thirty with forty home runs, like uh, that we really believe in. Yeah, I, I don't know if they've got anybody that can do that. Honestly, I mean, they yeah, can stay that consistent. Kitchen's great obviously, but, I mean, look at what happened with Atlanta. I mean, we had three Hall of Famers, and you still couldn't win more than one. I mean, uh, and that's three. So, I, I've just got a feeling something weird is going to happen with DeGrom or Scherzer. Uh, I hope not, but it just got that feel to me. Like, the Mets can't have anything nice feeling. You know, I just – if you're right on the injuries, absolutely. Totally agree with you. If they can give any kind of run support for Jacob DeGrom and yeah. Scherzer, they will win games because, dude, they they cannot hit the ball when Jacob DeGrom pitches. I don't know what it – I know lie. This was, I believe, probably sometime last year around June. They had a stretch where the day before DeGrom, they scored 11 runs. He came in, they got shut out one to nothing. The day after, they scored 12 runs. It was ridiculous. Like, they just need to get a few hits when he pitches. I don't know what it is. I don't know if they just kind of take the day off when they know that he's coming. They're, they're not laser-focused. I mean, it, it happens all the time with great pitchers. I mean, just take uh, – uh, Alabama had a pitcher last year, uh, Dylan Smith. And he would absolutely just throw a gem of a game, but would only get one run, maybe every every game. And he finally got his first win, I think, late in the season. So it's just, oh, we've got our ace out there. We can, you know, we don't have relax. Don't have to hit today. Yeah, I mean that's exactly what they do with him, and it's every single start. And if they can just give him some run and support, they will win those games. I mean, heck, I remember one, uh, what – I guess it was probably three years ago now because of the COVID year, but they beat Atlanta one day 
one to nothing. And Jacob DeGrom was the one – he pitched. He pitched, I think, seven innings that day. And he was the run. He hit a home run. And that was the way they beat the Braves. Not not bad. Thanks for bringing that up. I do remember. Well, what I'm – you know what I know. I'm I'm, like, <laughs> he <laughs> had to do it himself. That's why I also bring up the fact that it's the Mets. I just – I'm going to make them prove me wrong. I, I might pick the Angels, but I'll never pick the Mets. You can mark that down. I don't know what time it is. I know it's the 23rd, I believe, of March. Write that down. Cody Kirk will never pick the Mets to, to win the division. And as long as he lives on this earth. Cody Kirk, noted country kid, country boy, not metropolitan. Oh, right. Okay. I like it. I like it a lot. So, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming you're going with your Braves. I mean, you just have to, right? I don't under I don't understand how with that lineup, I don't see how we're not averaging six runs a game. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's just somehow I think we got better. And I thought that wasn't tr- going to be possible uh, with losing Freeman. But uh, somehow I just think this – I think Matt Olson is just going to absolutely uh, make everyone fall in love with him when he's uh, hitting 295 with – 33 homers and 120 RBIs. I mean, uh, I think he's got crazy power, and I think he's an electric first baseman. So The uh, dude has crazy power in one of the craziest batting stances out there. Yeah, it, I it, mean, he, he looks like he's completely relaxed and like leaning back, just kind of, are you ever going to throw the ball? And then and when pow. he swings, it's just like a cannon goes off. Yeah, and, you know, people might not have known who he was because of where he played, but that's not going to be a problem now. So yeah. people are going to learn his name really quick, whether they want to or not, and I hope they learn it in Washington, D.C., and I hope they learn it in Philadelphia. <laughs> if any, It would not bother me at all if the Phillies finished last in everything. Can they finish last in every division? That would be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, them and the Mets, you know, if they, if they could tie for last, that would be a great time. Yeah, I just – the Phillies have never been a team that – even when they had like Ryan Howard and were you know, uh, playing Lee, well. Rollins. Yeah, I just – I never yeah. liked them. Aaron Nola, he's a really good Jason pitcher. Worth too. I hate too. I hated Jason Worth. Yeah, I, he's, you know, worthless <sighs> to you, right? Yes. But I mean, like, I just – Aaron Nola, like I said, really good pitcher. I just don't like him. I, I don't just like don't. From Philadelphia, except – Devontae Smith and Jalen. I don't honest. know, dude. The, that is some cheesesteaks up there. And I have been known to knock out a few, you know, sandwiches with okay. literally beef on them. I was talking about the sports. I mean, <laughs> obviously, I'll eat a, a good uh, Jersey Mike sub anytime. Dude, absolutely. Have you ever had the Big Kahuna? Oh, my. Have not. Have not had the Big Kahuna. That's yeah. uh. Which I, I'll be honest with you, I haven't been to Jersey Mike's much. You know, we just now got one. I say just now. COVID has still knocked me off, right? I still, I picture everything from 2019 was yesterday. Correct. Right? It just, we just stepped from yesterday, 2019 to 2022. And we've got one during that time frame. There was a Jersey Mike's installed in the strip. And so spring break, good time to go. Do it. Summertime, good time to go. Literally the other 32 weeks of the year do not go. So, 
I mean, what's going on with everything? Like, we're almost through basketball. We're baseball's about to start though, and that's just making me so happy. Yeah, I miss baseball so much. Well, we do need to mention the Masters pod is coming up probably sometime in the next, I would say, ten to twelve days. We'll we could probably do that with the Lloyd brothers. We'll have so, to. I mean, it's coming up, and of course, like the other Masters pods that we do, I pretty much facilitate them, and then y'all talk about them, and yeah. I just kind of Clay, uh, Clay just uh, hitched his saddle to me last year, and and we won a little bet. So we did, we did, and I don't know, I I just kind of learned something every time. So we'll definitely do that, and uh, it's it'll be a lot of fun. How Clay got me in the NASCAR, you know? Yeah, I mean. I'm I'm trying to enlighten your uh, your old man in you so you can watch some golf. And, I am the and old man getting, is rapidly you're approaching. Getting, uh, you're getting my redneck gene out there so I can watch some cars go round and round. That's cool. Vroom vroom. Man, uh, the old gene is happening in a hurry. You know you you had uh, Kyle Larson winning it, right? Yeah. I, no. Actually, I think I had Kyle Bush winning it. I had Kyle Larson having a great season. Oh. I told you it was the season of Kyle's. I thought he was going to be the, the comeback driver of the year or whatever. I did not what? expect him to win the championship. He was, though, right? I mean, obviously. <laughs> sure. I mean, I would hope. Yeah. He, uh, and, man, he races so much. So, you know, he races dirt cars too, right? Like, yeah. I'm talking every night of the week. That guy is wide Crazy. open. Seems like his sponsors wouldn't like that to me. Well, I mean, Ken Schrader used to do it every week. He didn't race outlaw cars. He raced late model cars, right? So a little different body style, a little different thing. There's literally races all around the country every night of the week. And so these guys would go. Ken Schrader used to, uh, you know, a lot of drivers would fly to the track, right? Mm -hmm. Not him. He would drive and he'd be pulling his trailer with his late model car on it. And that way, you know, he would be on the way to the next track. Say they say they were in Atlanta this weekend and they were headed to Las Vegas next weekend. He's headed every night that week. He would be racing somewhere. And that's kind of what uh, Larson's doing. And of course it's a lot more money now. He's not having to pull a trailer, but it's that same idea. And it's just, I guess it's kind of neat. He probably just shows up on the red carpet and just go gets in the car and wins. Yeah, I mean, he's just killing it. It's ridiculous. So, the guy's got a ton of talent. ton of money. <laughs> ton of money. Lots of money now. He's very determined. He, he, he's know. got a chip on that shoulder for sure. Yeah, and it's just it's so much fun to watch because he's – you know, Kyle Busch for years – was the guy who just he would race every race that weekend. I like you know, Tony he was Stewart too. Tony Stewart, that's right. They just man, they raced everything. And they and Kyle would just dominate. And now Larson comes in and he's just kind of like, I woke up and I want to race. So I race. And that's what he's doing. And it's awesome to watch. I mean, I I love that. I mean, you know, it's just it's good to see, you know, I mean not that Jeff Gordon's not probably a top five driver of all time, but he just didn't seem like the type to to get out there and do a dirt track every night. <laughs> no, not at all. It, 
and neither was, you know, like uh, Jimmy Johnson, okay? Those guys were too busy going and selling a product. During the week, they were out making commercials. Mm-hmm. You have some of these other racers, Kyle Larson, like I said, uh, Kenny Schrader, even uh, now you've got Alex Bowman's doing it. Uh, these different ones who are just they're true race car drivers, and they're they're like, let my results sell your product. Put your advertisement on the car. Let me go out and get results. And if that car is up front running and that camera is following that car the whole race, people are going to go buy it. They're so gonna let get, me do that. Go get M and M's or or Snickers, exactly, whatever. So, so that's how, that's what they've survived on, and that's worked. And not having to go out and and constantly wear a suit, you know. I mean, Kyle Larson is not that guy. He's not going to go put on a suit and go and sit in front of a board meeting because the such and such is giving. $3 million to put their, you know, give that team $3 million to put an ad on their car. It's just not going to happen. However, I would do that. <laughs> it would have to be a big suit, but I would put it on. We, we're we large boys. There's no doubt, but maybe that'll change. Maybe that'll change. You never know. 2022 is, can look up sometimes, maybe. That's right. Well, man, that's everything I got. You got anything else before we close this out? I don't think i have anything can you do uh uh one rapid fire just off the top of your head just to give the people what they want sure sure okay so uh yeah actually i'm going to uh going to the beach this weekend actually leaving tomorrow congratulations thank you what i'm going to ask you is when is the best time to go to the beach is it fall winter spring summer what do you like I like, uh, like, like either maybe like the week before Memorial Day, or like mid to late August uh, is when I like to go because it's not as crowded and it, it's not as hot in the the May time, like the the May part of the the uh, summer, mm-hmm. and and August. You know, it's still really hot, but, you know, you can go and do and, you know, there's not a two and a half hour wait, you know, to eat. Um, You know, it's just not as busy uh, when we went last year in August. So I really like that time. So that brings up another question. What is the best seafood? Uh, Well, I'm allergic to shellfish. Well, that kills that. So that kind of makes me so sad. (laughs) <laughs> I just developed that allergy so I, I knew what great crab cakes and shrimp tasted like but I usually have to end up getting uh, like a steak or something like that but I have a boss who uh, who is gluten intolerant and um, what's that that's not good it's not and I just feel so bad for him I apologize to him every time we go to lunch oh, because I mean what do you do like what do you just eat paper there's so many things that have gluten and it makes the world go round. i have so much of it i mean i definitely hit mine and their quota there's no doubt yeah i mean it's you know for every 12 gluten-free people i've made it up threefold yeah they should be thanking us you're welcome we're We're keeping them away from it we keep the gluten companies in business, sir. <laughs> we had the same thought, but anyway. We are like <laughs> true 
giving back to the economy, right? Because if if it wasn't for us, those gluten people wouldn't be buying gluten. So therefore, we're creating jobs. We're keeping <laughs> we're keeping wheat fields growing, make, doing their thing. Make gluten great again. <laughs> make gluten great again. And I just there's so there's too many things out there that have gluten in them, and they can't eat them. And I just that's sad. Frankly, I just feel bad for him. But then again, I always think I'm sorry, but thank you for allowing me to eat more. Yeah, because with with people without people like you, we wouldn't get as much. So, exactly. I mean, exactly. They're, they're really just doing us a solid. It's yeah, definitely. Okay, I'm gonna ask you one really quick. What's your? Okay. Uh, are are you going to like PCB, Destin? Where? No, no, Pinky's out, folks. We're going to Seaside. Oh wow! So, what's like your favorite spot to eat down there? Like what? Restaurant? I have literally never been to Seaside. This Ooh. is my first time. This is—I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I heard that the Truman Show movie was filmed there. How excited are you, though? I'm pretty excited. I mean, it's a—it's kind of a guy's trip. It's for—it's technically a bachelor party, but at the same time, we're all like over thirty, so it's not really—you know—it's not. Yeah, it's not like that. Uh, Ten fifty. <laughs> There'll be a lot of cases of beer bought. But it wasn't. It won't be like you know, college. You know, it won't be that kind of thing. So, yeah, pretty hey, much. I, huh? Y'all could put that code in for PBJ and kind of get that going around down there, Clay. Oh, if you don't think I'll be selling underdog <laughs> fantasy sports on this trip, you're crazy. Oh, uh, you you better. I mean, because if you think about it, tomorrow on the way down there, it's a long drive. And tomorrow is, you know, another round of the NCAA tournament, which you can go on Underdog Fantasy Sports and play in the many leagues that they have. Or you can do the pick em, my favorite thing to do, the pick em on the stats. And then they can be supporting the PBJ as we go. It's just a win, win, win. It's a win for everybody. And that code, in case I need to tell them again. It's three letters. P-B-J. And you know what we don't do at the PBJ? What's that? We don't mess with horses. Hey, before we leave, before we leave, Cody, I've got to tell you this. Okay. Because my wife was so happy. She called me in the middle of a meeting today, and I laughed. If H2O is on the inside of a fire hydrant, what is on the outside? <laughs> Wait a second. H2O. Is this a joke? Maybe. Okay. If H2O is on the inside of a fire what is on the? I don't know. K9P. That's it, everybody. I'm out.